everybody welcome back to the podcast we are on genesis chapter 14 and this just got interesting why because we are going to study about this great war that held and also the first war that is recorded in the bible a large one because this is between four kings against five but before we get into this let's go back to genesis chapter 13 and let's do a small recap of what we have studied So in Genesis chapter 13, we looked at the story of Lot and Abraham, how they started fighting and Abraham chose to respect Lot. And he said, you take a piece of land and I will go to the opposite direction. And we see that Lot chose the sinful land. As I told you, the grass was greener, but it was not so green after all. And we'll study why it was not so green. And Abraham chose to depend on God and stay where God wanted him to stay. So we get into Genesis chapter 14 and as soon as we read it, we're introduced to this large war between four kings against five. The four make up this group from the east and for 12 years, these five kings from the west paid tribute to the eastern kings, but then they decided that those days were over and this was rebellion time and this war only makes it to the pages of the bible because lot chose to stay in sodom he moved from the promise of god he took his own path and then went to this place called sodom and resided there and now sodom was in a war as we read genesis chapter 14 we see that lot was now in a fix Lot was in a problem because now he was taken captive and then Abraham being very close to Lot had to make a choice. He could intervene or just let Lot go. He could choose to help Lot or just ignore it, you know. Lot chose in Genesis chapter 13 to take the valleys near the city of Sodom. He saw the promise it held and moved away from God's promised land unlike Abraham who stuck with God who made sure he was trusting God's plan and not his own and as Lot's hopes dies Abraham sat far away uninvolved thinks about saving Lot and then what does Lot do Abraham in verse 14 it says when Abraham heard that his kinsmen or Lot's kinsmen had been taken captive he led forth his own trained men born in his house 318 of them and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So we see that Abraham had these trained men and he was not only acting as a as a leader but he was acting as a um, a general a military leader he was like a William Wallace character who was motivating his men only 318 of them but then we see in the story that Abraham the wanderer had now become Abraham the general. Abraham risked his life for his nephew Lot. He made these small choices of leaving his family behind and going over to save Lot from the kings or from the war. But what does this story teach us? The one thing that the story teaches me is as Abraham risked his own life to save Lot. Jesus does the same. And Jesus did the same. He gave up his own life just so we could have eternal life. 
But the story doesn't end there. He meets these two kings on the way, the king of Sodom and the king of Salem, Melchizedek. And the contrast between these two kings could not be greater because the king of Sodom ruled over these sinful people and Melchizedek was not only a king but also a priest of God, of the God that Abraham served. The Bible tells us that the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the people but take the goods for yourself. We see that the king of Sodom tried to bribe Abraham with things and said, you take the goods for yourself but give me the people. And then we see Melchizedek who tells Abraham that he praises the Lord Most High and he offers him in token a simple sufficiency from God and pronounces a blessing, a general blessing saying that you will be fruitful or or trust God or you know just talking to Abraham about God. All this is meaningful only to faith. The king of Sodom on the other hand made a handsome and business-like offer to Abraham. These two were like rivals and now Abraham was in between these two kings, between two worlds. The king of Sodom represented the world of sin and unfaithfulness and the king of Salem, Melchizedek, represented the kingdom of God and all its faith. The kingdom of Sodom doesn't understand the things of God and we'll look into it in the future chapters. But Melchizedek, who was a priest, totally understood God's kingdom and blessed Abraham and was totally on Abraham's side. Abraham's victory wasn't his own, it was God's. And Melchizedek understood that. So when Melchizedek blessed Abraham, his praises did not flow not only horizontally but also vertically. So Melchizedek didn't just praise Abraham for his victory but also ultimately told Abraham that his victory was from God. Abraham did his part but God ultimately provided to save Abraham's nephew Lot. You know the funny thing is that just one chapter back Lot made this decision of choosing his own way and we see Lot got into problem just one chapter after choosing his own way. We've heard the same story back in Genesis, choosing your own way and falling, Cain choosing his own way, falling, Noah choosing his own way, falling, the Tower of Babel choosing their own way and then falling, Abraham choosing his own way and then falling, Lot choosing his own way and then falling. So this chapter is a very important chapter and it tells me that all the victories that I have are not mine, but God's. The next chapter is also a very interesting chapter because God made a promise to Abraham. We'll see if God fulfills that promise. But for this chapter, we're going to stop here. Remember, it's not your victory, it's God's.